just recently, um, I had the pleasure of entering a team into the Barry Hearns Six Aside Tournament, which he held over at his club, uh, East Hangerfield and Great Burstead. And who should I bump into? But actually, not really a surprise, given it was a Lord's Taverners event. But the captain of the Lord's Taverners team, who <coughs> won the event, was Mr. Johnny <laughs> Barron, old friend of the show. And uh, here he is, live and direct from his library with the ships, as we're used to seeing him. Well, my my yeah, my my lockdown position. Glad that's all over. But yeah, back 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 in the cottage, Darren. Yeah, lovely lovely to join you. And what what a pleasure it was catching up on that magical day in Essex. Wasn't it a good day? And we were. It was the day after the hottest day of the year, and I think everyone was a bit worried about how hot it was going to be. But it had cooled down just enough for a good day's cricket. Yeah, it was great fun. I, funny enough, I played. I played. Um, last man stands a 20 over competition in london the night before and that was hot it has said but uh you know 40 degree you know, test match cricket has been played in those conditions for for forever and a day especially in the likes of uh you know sri lanka of course australia and, and several other places around the world so so yeah it was fine um but uh no terrific day um at the barry Hearn event that's right and uh lots of money raised for the taverners and uh, a few familiar faces there um, obviously, Mr. Barry Hearn himself, who was a fantastic host, but Lord Gower was there as well. Yeah, great to see David. Um, freshly back from Mumbai, actually. He, we were just um, having a, a chat about his commentary commitments recently, and he, rather bizarrely, flew out to Mumbai to cover the Indian test in Birmingham, England-India, because Sony covered the game remotely. So he found himself sort of rather bizarrely sort of leaving the UK, flying to Mumbai, doing the test match and flying back to the UK for a, for a domestic test match organised, uh, obviously taking place in Birmingham. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, great to see him. Great to see him back. I think Sony do make a habit of that because I remember talking to Nick Knight a couple of years ago and he was in Sony Studios in Mumbai with Glenn McGrath and others. This was in the middle of lockdown and they were they were covering uh, Australia's home series with India at the time. And it, it just seemed a very bizarre setup, but uh, that's how they like to do it, I guess. Yeah, Matt Floyd as well. I think he's done uh, India, Sri Lanka from, from Mumbai as well. But, uh, well, you've got to take the work while you can. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's always always nice to, to disappear over there. But, uh, yeah, we were sort of recounting stories I've been out there quite recently for a tournament out in Rajkot, which uh, called the Sarashta Premier League. But that was actually on site, which was great. Um, but uh, yeah, great to see Mr. Gow. Now you, you just mentioned that you were, you're playing a lot of cricket at the moment. I mean, you were obviously, as I mentioned, captain of the Taverners. Um, and um, yeah, you look pretty snaky out there on the field from what I was watching. Well, you're very kind, Darren. I mean, it, it, I've, I've sort of played a lot of my, a lot of my cricket in my sort of former years well up until up until quite recently when i when i moved in this direction was in in that neck of the woods so i played i played sort of 36 years for east burgle in the two counties which is oh, right. uh, so <clears throat> which is a feeder to the east anglian premier league um east burgle currently in division one they certainly weren't when i was playing for them <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> But, um, you know, that part of the world, playing cricket in that part of the world was, you know, something I did for 35 years, you know, 20 games a year or whatever. So, um, it, you know, it was lovely to get back, you know, back to back to Essex actually playing the game. But uh, no, great fun. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, very lucky at the moment. I've got a little bit of time off and I'm using that to play as much 
cricket as possible because um, it's a great time of the year for it. No, it's been great fun. And it's great that the Tabernas are back out doing this kind of thing after such a long time, obviously, because of lockdown. Um, and, you know, this is where the Tabernas really thrive in, in these uh, in these games. And um, there's a game at Wormsley. I'm not sure if you're involved with, but uh, someone tells me that Matt Hancock uh, will be captaining the Lords and Commons 11 against the Tabernas team. Yeah, that's coming up on the 11th of August. Uh, so that's next Thursday, I think. I think there's still tickets available as well. But yeah, Matt Hancock is captaining um, a Lords and Commons side. And they're, they're, you know, they're a pretty good side over the years. Hugh Robertson, former sports minister, he's thrashed me about many a venue uh, yeah, for the Lords and Commons side. He's a really good cricketer. John Redwood has featured in the past. He's not so much of a good cricketer, it's fair to say. Um, Henry Bellingham as well. Crispin um, Blunt. There's there's a number of good good cricketers you might well see in that side. And, and they tend to sort of hoover up some um, budding young researchers as well. And, and those who work in, in, in the offices in, in the Palace of Westminster. So it tends to be a pretty good side. Matt Hancock, apparently. He's quite a handy cricketer, so he'll be on show uh, next week against the Taverners. I think the Taverners have a, a very good side. and Yeah, a lot of the, the Taverners grandees will be there, the likes of Mike Gatting and, um, of course, David Gower, I think. Uh, uh, Matthew Hoggard will be playing, Andrew Caddick, and a lot, of the, a lot of the other usual suspects. So I think it'll be a terrific day in prospect. We'll have to get Matt Hancock on this show if he's uh, a big cricket fan, a cr- cricket lover. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I certainly think, well, he's got a little bit of time off as well, hasn't he, at the moment? Um, so, um, absolutely. yeah, he's a, yeah, I think he's a keen cricketer. And, I, yeah, a couple of people mentioned he could definitely play. No Boris uh, ever turning out uh, in his whites? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, you've seen him. I've seen Boris play cricket before. Uh, and, again, he's got a little bit of time off, but... Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure he'll be turning out on that occasion. <laughs> yes, it's a, a a far cry from the days of uh, of John Major turning up at every single using using prime ministerial privilege to go to every single Test match and England game possible. Um, I don't think I went to a single game in the nineties where he wasn't there. Um, yeah, I mean, sort of famously, when he lost office in 1997, the following morning. At 11.05, there he was in the committee room at, at the Oval watching watching a, a, a Surrey County Championship match. That was his first move out of office. So, and, and why not? You might as well. <laughs> a fairly unceremonious way to leave office, of course, isn't it? You know, you lose election and you, you're literally, you're, you're bunted out the, the back door of, of number 10. And there he was in, 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 at the uh, the Kier Oval the day after. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Now we'll have to dig deep into this because, uh, yeah, politicians that love cricket. We should, uh, we should. We, I don't think we've had anyone on of the political variety, so it might be a new direction for us to go in. Now, last time we chatted to you was a, a, a lovely visual and oral feast when you were out um, in Nepal, um, and uh, I'm gathering that you've been continuing on your travels. So, 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 what, remind us about Nepal and what have you been up to since? Well, the, the Nepal was wonderful. I was out there for <clears throat> um, an event called the uh, the Pro the Akada Fancy Fancy the Fancy Akada Pro Club Championship, which was um, uh, a competition org- organised in Barawa, uh, which was terrific fun, and that included sides from from a couple of sides from Delhi, uh, a couple of um, 
four four local sides and uh, aside from Bangladesh and the Malaysian national team, which was a wonderful event to be to be involved in. VU Sports um, were the uh, the the streamers for that, and and as a result of that particular event, I got I subsequently got invited out to India um, for a tournament called the Sarashta Premier League out in Rajkot at the heart of Gujarat, um, which was being covered by Star Sports. So I got went out the, for that, which was a three-week competition, um, to be part of the commentary panel, which was a, a wonderful opportunity for me. I worked for Star before, uh, once before, covering a, um, a test series between Afghanistan and Bangladesh in Dhaka. But um, to be back working for them, and it, it was a, an incredible opportunity, really. Um, Charu Sharma, the uh, commentator was on it, um, Prajan Oja, um, Saba Karim, a, lo- a lot of quite sort of heavyweight uh, Indian commentators were on, the, were on the gig and then little old me, but it was great fun. It was uh, just the most magical experience. And um, yeah, two, two and a half weeks, another two and a half weeks in, in Asia. So it was great fun. Well, I hear stories about Netflix and Sky fighting over rights for the documentary version of your trip to Nepal with <laughs> lots of unseen footage. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, what what was really interesting, um, the backdrop to this, obviously working for Star Sports at the time, was that the bidding war was going on for the IPL, um, and you know, Star came out as the as the winners in that, and and incredibly, the IPL through through that rights package became the second most valuable sporting entity in the globe, which is incredible. Just behind, I think, I think the I think NFL is still the the, the 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 most valuable property, but but there was IPL in second place. Wait, you know, beyond beyond the likes of of the Premier League and and another another and other sporting properties, incredible. But uh, no, it was it was great fun, and it it it, it yeah. At the moment, I'm really enjoying the opportunity of getting away and and doing these tours. It, having had a couple of years of of lockdown where I've been very lucky to cover a lot of games remotely for Flow Sports, to suddenly get a, get the opportunity of, of getting away again has, has, has been absolutely terrific. Yeah, that's right. You were our West Indies expert for a while, um, covering uh, various bits and pieces going on out in the Caribbean. And um, I'm off to the Caribbean on Sunday, and uh, hopefully we'll be taking in a bit of West Indies versus New Zealand one-day action uh, in Barbados. That looks like that's going to be a decent series. Yeah, I mean, the West Indies are going quite nicely at the moment, I think, in ODI cricket and actually Test cricket as well. I think, aren't they third in the, the, the mm. World Test Chip? I think something along those lines. No, Sri Lanka are third. I think West Indies are, I think, around about seventh in, in, in the championship are going well. But the, the ODIs are going quite well, you know, quite well for them. And of course, you know, all these games are absolutely critical in terms of uh, the qualification for the next World Cup, which is only around the corner. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And and coming back closer to these shores, it's a bit of a funny time. There's a lot of cricket fans got their heckles up because um, we've got a lull in Red Bull cricket. We've got the Royal London One Day Cup starting. And um, of course, the tournament that everyone hates to love, loves to hate, <laughs> the 100, um, is getting underway as well. Have you got any any thoughts on the future of cricket? And without getting too deep into this, but... Do you sort of think that this is a necessary evil having the hundred? It's a really good. It's a really good um, question, and it's a bit of a, a viper's pit, really. Mm. The if if I if I'm if I'm trying to be very impassioned, 
I looked at the tournament with interest last year. Firstly, I tried to get some work in it. <laughs> it, it didn't. So I, I, I was, 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 you know, very wise not to crit- be particularly critical of it in the build-up to the tournament. And they had a lot of challenges. And in terms of the politics behind it, and in terms of the the makeup of the ECB and the eighteen first class counties and and the whole history of the game, you know that that's a, a whole different conversation. Mm. In terms of tournament and in terms of a format, you know we, we as a family we watched it. It was a, a game a day, a very easy narrative to follow, a very easy you know the format. I've played hundred ball cricket for for fourteen years now. And it's not a new format by any stretch of the imagination. It's one of the biggest recreational games that's franchised, um, you know, called Last, Last Man Stands, which I've played for years. And the, 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 it's played played across the world. It's 100 ball. It's a, it, 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 in, in that particular format, it's eight side. This is obviously you know, 11 aside. It resembles cricket. But I, I've, played, I've played the format and or have always loved it and always thought it would catch on. I thought it worked. I thought it made some games that would normally in a in a t20 format would have withered and died and and have gone by the wayside i thought the 100 format with the, the, the different permutations or the different options that the captain you know had to, at his disposal made it a slightly more interesting slightly more interesting game on those games that if they were normal t20s would have been dead but i did enjoy it i i i just thought you know there was the easy viewing times on a on an evening evening basis you know tickets were quite hard to come by last year and they are very hard to come by this year if you haven't got in the early bird sales you know you've got to be pretty quick it's very very well well sold but as a spectacle i i really enjoyed it and I, you know no doubt I enjoy it this year as far as the permutations of the game are concerned and the wider game and the impact on those first class class counties that aren't involved you, you, you know i do worry about the future and and what the makeup of, of of county cricket is going to be moving forward, but as a purely a spectacle, I did enjoy it last year, and no doubt I'll enjoy it this year. Yeah, well, I think it just reminds me of one o'clock back nearly twenty years when we had the twenty twenty cup over here, and then India grabbed it by the throat with with the IPL, and it's all about packaging and the look of it, and. I think the other important thing was the timing, the accessibility of it on free-to-air TV, on every night, uh, sensible times, the family sit down and watch it. Um, and yes, to the traditionalists, I think the flashing lights and the DJs and uh, whatever else is a bit alien. Um, and yes, there is the existential threat to the counties that are involved, as you mentioned. But I just kind of feel that this is how cricket needs to look going forward, um, certainly at county level, whether it's T20 or whatever else. But it needs to be appealing to uh, to a broader audience well i think that i think i think the packaging of it i think has been very clever you know there's has been very cleverly done i think it's been well marketed i think it's a great game where it fits in with the calendar with the 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 longer formats being pushed into the margins of the season you've got the 50 over competition that's running currently alongside but actually that's a great opportunity for people to go and see you know see games at outgrounds as far as the major test playing Mm. Uh, test playing counties are concerned, or or get down, or get down to, to to other county grounds. I mean, I'm taking the kids to see. You know, we're going off to Hove in a couple of weeks' time to watch um, Sussex Middlesex. Really can't wait for that one. Um, and there are still 50 over games going on um, through the course of the tournament. It it it, it it's very 
difficult. You know, we're, we're, we're again in this another hiatus with Ben Stokes' recent retirement and suddenly 50, 50 over cricket has suddenly come under the spotlight. I mean, bizarrely, nobody batted an eyelid when we were scoring just under 500 in in Amsterdam with mm. Owen Morgan playing and everybody else, <clears throat> you know, going nicely. Um, Joss Butler scoring runs, etc. And then suddenly because we start, you know, we, we lose we lose the obviously Owen Morgan, you know, which is a massive impact on the game. He ran, he ran the 50 over show. Don't be fooled by coaches and administrators. <clears throat> Owen Morgan, you know, made every pertinent decision on and off the field. And that's why England was such success across the last few years. And when he stood down, it was clear there was going to be trouble. Um, and then of course, you know, with the Ben Stokes' retirement and suddenly everybody else is, everybody was writing off 50 over cricket. I mean, 50 over cricket has been, kind of written off for a number of years but of course the the 2019 world cup the fact that that was going to be staged in england made made it very very top of mind of course we we, we've won that but the direct you know we won that in 2019 extraordinary circumstances but the direction of travel now is really interesting and and there's been a lot of conversation about the you know the two dominant formats which will be 2020 and the fact that the primacy of test cricket is still in that narrative i can only think is a is is a good thing from my perspective. <clears throat> you know, Test cricket is the primacy. I mean, bizarrely, from a work point of view, you know, twenty twenty sort of twenty twenty franchise leagues. It seems to be my living at the moment, which is wonderful. But but, but Test cricket is the game that you want to te- keep talk. You know, that you want to hear talking about, hear talked about. And if twenty twenty is talked about, and Test cricket is talked about, and fifty over cricket withers and falls off the vine, then I'm prepared for that sacrifice to be made providing that we still have test cricket at the top of the pile but what happens remains to be seen one thing that i think is really interesting darren is that you know there's talk of the franchise models or these franchise models are developing so that you have the you know the, the big stakeholders in the ipl have started to take stakeholdings in all these other domestic franchise leagues mm. and talk of now players being franchise you know being contracted across the year and that does worry me and i cannot think will be a good thing for the game no that's right I, yeah i i've read a piece about that as well and it's uh yeah that that swivels everything in a completely different direction but uh, uh let's hope players and common sense and love of the game prevail uh johnny fantastic catching up with you i know you're a, a busy man and you're going to go off and probably do a few uh hamstring and stretches and star jumps ahead of your next uh, performance out on the field. But uh, congratulations again for winning the the Barry Hearn Sixes. And uh, hopefully more runs and wickets with your name against them through the summer. Let's hope so. Darren, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. Please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode each week as it appears in your feed. And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.